starting from zero in an area that I had just moved to physically, I knew no one. I didn't, it was a new area, a new area of business for me. And I thought, wow, okay, how am I going to get my name out there? So I kind of had to think of, well, what's, what's my point of difference? What am I going to offer? What's, what am I about? And I do see myself as, you know, someone that's very active in my local community. So I thought, let's branch into that. Let's set myself apart, not just as a real estate agent that does property management, but a person that lives in my community that, you know, is involved with my community and loves my community. And I also do real estate in my community. So that's how it started. Welcome to the Property Management Podcast with That Property Mum. I'm your host, Kylie Walker. I'm a former television sports journalist and mother of four turned co-owner of a million-dollar real estate brand. Each week, I teach women in the property management industry all the best tips to help you balance your career and family, grow your dream business, master your fear, boost your confidence, and conquer your mindset. Ready to get started? Let's dive in. Welcome to another episode of the Property Management Podcast. Thank you so much for being here and I am super grateful to be in your ears right now. Now, many of my coaching clients and PM Accelerate members are thinking about taking a leap, a big giant leap and starting their own business. But for many of them, fear is holding them back. And sometimes it's a fear of failure or if you're anything like me, it was the fear of success. And sometimes it's the fear of losing money or not having enough money or not having enough confidence and self-belief to actually go out there on your own. And believe me, I have struggled with all of the, the above over the years, and I still do at times now as well. But what if there was something amazing on the other side of all that fear, like financial freedom, lifestyle freedom, and being able to live your life by design, not default? Well, my guest today has been in the same situation, but she took a leap of faith and started her own property management business five years ago called Plan A Property Group. I want you to meet Shelley Bays. She is a dynamic agent who brings a special spark to the property management industry and her local community. Being a woman in real estate, Shelley feels a great sense of responsibility and privilege to role model the young women in her local community. And by being a community-focused agent, Shelley has been able to grow her business from zero to almost 200 managements through word of mouth only. Shelley took a single idea to involve her local business community in Sydney's eastern suburbs, a market saturated with established real estate brands and businesses, and made her mark on the local market. And not by splashing around a heap of money or buying clients, She did it all authentically and organically. She is one of the youngest female agency directors in the eastern suburbs, and she shares how she juggles all the hats and roles as she grows her business in her own unique way. So how did she do it? Build a thriving business built on referrals only? Well, you'll have to take a listen to find out. Shelley, thank you so much for joining me on the Property Management Podcast. Now, before thank we dive me. in, you are welcome. Can you tell us, tell our audience a little bit about yourself and how you got started in property management? 
Um, it's an interesting story. Um, I know a lot of people don't really have, like they say, oh, it's an interesting story, but actually I didn't start in real estate until I was later in life. So when I say later in life, I'm, I'm 37 now, but I started in real estate at 27. So prior to real estate, I was actually a school teacher, um, and wasn't really vibing. There was something not quite right. Um, so I decided to just do my real estate course kind of in the school holidays. And then an opportunity popped up with um, a friend um, who owned a boutique agency in the eastern suburbs and said, well, why don't you jump on board and, and have a crack and see if it works for you? So I did. And um, I was with them for five years and kind of worked my way up. And then kind of hit that five-year mark where I was starting to get itchy toes and, you know, thought I, I want to I want to branch out. I want I want, want to do more. I want to take on more responsibility. Um, I think I want to start and have my own piece of the pie. So I left that agency and I started Plan A Property with my now husband, um, who's also my business partner. And we've been in business for five years. Um, and it's primarily property management. And it's a challenge. <laughs> but it's very rewarding and it offers a lot of flexibility. And that's what I really love about doing what we do is is that every day is different and I have the power to choose how I work, when I work, how my business operates. Yeah. So that's a bit about me. That is absolutely amazing. And I love that you started from zero with literally no properties. Um, so let's maybe start with that journey, um, how you started growing and how you got your foothold in your local market because there's a lot of competition in the the space that you're in in that eastern suburbs mm -hmm. in sydney um, there's, there's big brands there's the larger independent brands um, and now we've got a whole heap of these little boutiques and small businesses with people who've property managers who've left the industry and have gone out and started their own mm. <laughs> so how have you built your reputation in that core area for yourself it's it's an interesting area because as you said, there's there's big fish, there's little fish, there's in-between fish, there's every kind of walk of life in, in the eastern suburbs and it's such a flooded area as well. So finding your niche in this market is super difficult and I've only ever worked in the eastern suburbs so I can't talk for other areas but I imagine it would be quite similar. You have, you know, your, your, your core agents that do majority of the business and then you've got, you know, people that are trying to make their own way. And so I really, when I started, when we started the agency five years ago, I really had to think, what's my point of difference? I need to work out how I can set myself apart from the everyday Joe Blow that's doing real estate at the moment in my area and has has that core business. So like you said, I started with nothing. I started a business with no business, which is when I think back now, absolutely manic. I did the um, same thing. I started with absolutely zero as well. Uh, and I had never been in property management before when I started in here. I was a TV sports oh journalist. So yes, I can totally relate and empathize. <laughs> it's crazy. Like if I could go back and say to myself five years ago, like you are crazy, I would. But I think ignorance was bliss in that in that sense because I was just so motivated to do a good job and to do it different and to offer a service that no one else was offering, you know, at the time and had all of this excitement. So starting from zero in an area that I had just moved to physically, I knew no one. I didn't, it was a new area, a new area of business for me. And I thought, wow, okay, how am I going to get my name out there? So I kind of had to think of, well, what's, what's my point of difference? What am I going to offer? What's, what am I about? And I do see myself as, you know, someone that's very active in my local community. So I thought 
let's branch into that. Let's set myself apart, not just as a real estate agent that does property management, but a person that lives in my community that, you know, is involved with my community and loves my community. And I also do real estate in my community. So that's how it started. And I, I'll share, I can share with you guys a really cool little activity that I did in the very beginning to kind of get my name out there, but also to show that I supported local businesses in my area as my point of difference. So yeah, share that with us. Um, so basically what I did was I did that. We have a really great community in Bonnie, um, where I live and work. And it, it on, we have a really great little Facebook group. So I reached out to the admin of the Facebook group and I said, look, I've got this great idea that I want to get little local businesses involved with. Can I promote this on page? She was like, absolutely, fully supported it. I, I laid it all out there for her so she knew exactly what I was thinking. So I wasn't, you know, pe- people can get a bit funny about, you know, real estate agencies promoting their business. And, you know, oh, it's all, it's a farce. But for me, I just wanted to genuinely get my name out there and support other little local businesses. So Botany's like a little country town, um, even though it's like five kilometers on CBD or whatever. Um, so I reached out on Facebook and I said in this community group, hey guys, you know, I'm thinking of doing like a local business directory and it's going to be like a little kind of like distribution, like a little DL size thing that I'm going to send out to every house in Botany. If you've got a local business and you're in the Botany area, reach out if you want to be involved and let's start a conversation. So from that, I think I had like a hundred local businesses in Botany reach out. Everything from handyman to um, oh God, who are some of the others? Um, mortgage brokers, like everyone just reaching out. Hey, I've got this. Um, so I said, well, this is interesting. Let's let's get this going. So what I did was I got 50 businesses, they all contributed a little bit, and we basically did the flyer. It had my business details on it and it had every local business that was contributing and their phone number on it. I distributed them. They went to every house in Botany. And from that day, that is how people have come to know me and my business. I all of a sudden now have this perfect reputation essentially from that activity of being someone that supports local business in my area, even though I didn't know these people. I I was new. But from that organically grew this reputation and this relationship that now some of those local businesses that I had no idea who they were, are now my clients. One of them is my chiropractor. (laughs) Another one is my mortgage broker. And these relationships have sustained. And people have just come to know me as someone that likes to support local. I live local. I enjoy the local area I'm in and I sell and 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 lease real estate in Botany. So yeah, that was a, I didn't think it was going to work, but it did. (laughs) That is a great example of finding finding your point point of difference. Absolutely. Um, utilizing your local community but and being very authentic and genuine about your marketing yeah. activity as well. I think that is um brilliant. That is, yeah, I take my hat off to you. So now you've you so you've gone from zero to mm. now um over the hundred mark and moving up closer to the two hundred properties mark now. Mm. And has all that business been um organic and through referrals? A hundred percent of our business has come from word of mouth referral. So not one business or not one property was bought. I did not inherit any business. We did not buy a rent roll, nothing. Every single property has come from someone else's word of mouth, um, Facebook recommendation. I use I use Shelly, give her a call, um, literally every, every property, um, which for me comes from reputation. 
if you're doing a good job, people are going to refer you. If you're not doing a good job or they're not happy, they're not going to pass your details on. So it's just about building that reputation. And like you said, being genuine, caring, supporting. Um, Because I think real estate agents have such a poor reputation sometimes, which is really sad because as you know, not all of us are pigeonholed into this, you know, this poor reputation. Some of us actually do love what we do. We are good at what we do and we are good people. And I'm trying to, well, I'm not trying to change the world. It's not, you know, it's not, it's not like that. It's just, I'm trying to do a better job for property management and show people that you can do a good job. You can, I am a good person and I, you know, I can, I can do both. Um, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a funny industry, but, um, yeah, I remember getting my first phone call for my first management after starting the business and I was sitting in my little home office and I was like, oh my gosh, where's it going to come from? Where's my first, like, what do I do now? I've got branding. I've got the computer set up. I've got the email set up. When's the phone going to ring? And then that's when that idea that I just told you about came from and when my phone actually did ring and someone had called saying, oh, my, my friends referred you, you manage a property for them in this suburb. Would you look after my property? I was like, okay. (laughs) I didn't know what to do. I was like, hang on a minute. I know what to do here. This is what I do every day. But for some reason, I just like, oh my God, this is real. Like, okay, quick. (laughs) (laughs) That is so funny. It was so weird. I don't know. And then, yeah, it's kind of weird when you take yourself out of that kind of corporate environment with other people around you and a boss and all that, and it's all on you. It's like, oh, okay. Okay. Tell me. Would you like to make maintenance your superpower? Well, you can. And you don't even need to tell anyone. It's all thanks to Tappy, a powerful property care software that takes all the pain, stress and chaos out of dealing with maintenance and turns it into a predictable process that is reliable and frictionless, where every maintenance process is a smooth experience for everyone with value adds that your owners and tenants will absolutely love. And it seamlessly integrates with your property management software too. And here's the bonus. It can actually help grow your business as well. And if you're rolling your eyes at me right now and thinking, yeah, right, I've heard all this before, then do yourself a favor and book in for a demo at tappy.com.au. Mention that property mum and receive one month free on Tappy. Yeah, the, I think, yeah, the fear kicks in a little bit and what am I doing? Yeah, can I do this? I think a yeah. lot of that, that imposter syndrome probably creeps up as well. So so what about now? Are you doing other marketing activities or is it still all community-based? I know, I know you're involved in soccer, is it? Yes. Yep, so in local community, yep. We do. So at the moment, I because I live and work in the same area, I'm always in and around and about. So Craig and I were always out every morning. We walk the dog, we get a coffee at our local coffee shop. We, you know, all of our friends locally have small businesses that we support, community, you know, community events, the local school. We're doing all of that. We're still really active in our local community. We don't, we don't just splash cash. I mean, I think that people in real estate can get hung up and, oh, I support this and I do this and I'm the face of this and I help them with this. And don't just throw money at things. Actually get involved in it. Put, you know, put your big girl pants on and and go out and do something and be known for the person that actually gets in and does it. Not just to get the recognition for doing it, but because you actually want to do it. Um, People will 
be more um, receptive to that genuine, you know, attitude, I think, rather than just here's some money. I sponsored this and I put my brand on it. Um, I do, I coach soccer, which is something I, I used to play and I love coaching soccer, but I mean, I don't do that because of, I mean, our local soccer club is sponsored by another local, uh, real estate agency. So all the branding is another agency. So I don't, I definitely don't do that for sponsorship. There's no sponsorship involved in that. It's just a love, um, for helping young women in sport and God, what else do we do? I mean, it's, I think it's not so much you know, so like it's not so much throwing money at things. Like I said, it's more just being there every day, shopping at your local coffee shop, going to your local pub, you know, supporting that local business down the road that, you know, walking in and just saying hi. Um, it's little things like that. And like I said, Botany is a little like country town um, where we can do that. And it, it it's got a great vibe that everyone just knows each other. So I'm really lucky in that aspect. Um, but I think it can be applied to any area really like, you know, most real estate agencies or shop fronts, if you have a shop front, you can pop next door to the coffee shop or go across the road to the florist or whoever the business is and just say hi. Um, yeah, I mean, we, we do letterbox drops and things like that. But again, I try to not be like other agencies and just do the typical, hi, I sell, I lease, I do this. Um, we do it a bit differently um, with our marketing and I don't slide letterboxes as often as some local agents do. I just don't think it's. For me, I don't think it does anything. I think it's just a pest and I don't want to be a pest. <laughs> no, that's great. That's such good advice. I think sometimes you get stuck behind your computer. Yeah. Um, and and I'm, I'm, my next question is going to be, you know, how do you, because as a business owner, you've got to, you do have to market your business and you're the face yeah. of the business, but then you've still got to go and do all your, you got to do your entries, exits. You've got to do your routines. You've got to do all your paperwork. It's um, tough. Yep. So how do you sort of balance all of those different roles and hats that you've got to wear as as the face of the business, the business owner? It, it is hard. I'm not going to lie. There are days when I don't get everything done. Simple. And there are days when I've got extra time. Um, so it's kind of fluctuates. But I think for me, and it might sound really simple and basic, and everyone's probably going to roll their eyes when they hear me say this, but writing a list. <laughs> Just having a notepad on your computer screen, it just literally pops up and you just quickly, I need to do that, write it down. Um, then you might get interrupted by a phone call. If you've got five minutes, right, what's on my notepad to do? Right, tick that off the list. Um, having good systems in place in terms of your CRM and your property management system is a lifesaver. The previous company I worked for didn't, well, the technology wasn't around back then. And technology's come a long way in property management. So when I started the agency, I wanted to make sure I had all the systems set up correctly so that I could go and do the important things, go and be face-to-face -face with clients, meetings with people, do my entry and exit reports and not have to worry about the daily, the arrears notices, the maintenance. Um, I know you had a gentleman on a couple of weeks ago with a really fantastic property management um, maintenance program. So we use, I'm not going to name them, but... <laughs> We use a similar one uh, and it just takes the, the the minutes out of the day where I would have to spend triaging that maintenance with a tenant, things like that, that you don't have to be face-to-face where -face you can just dedicate to someone else if you don't have staff and it's just set and forget. You set it up correctly and you don't have to worry about it again. And I think that that's really important. And I think if you're not an organized person, you need to learn how to be an organized person. Teach yourself how to get organized, get it done. And then just sign off at the end of the day, write the list, start fresh the next day. 
That is great advice. And I am not an organised person and <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a terrible attention to detail person. So I really struggled when I started in business and it was actually more my home life that suffered though because I had four little kids at the time. So I was wow. always late to pick ups, late to drop offs, missed birthday parties, missed, oh. missed um, you know, cupcake day, fancy dress day. <laughs> I um, It was like I could only compartmentalise being organised in one area of my life and that was getting this business up and running. But I have yeah. improved. I have to admit, I have improved. I'm still not the, the the best and I'm not the best person in my business to be doing the, the day-to-day property, property management because invariably I would stuff it up, um, stuff up something <laughs> or forget something. But uh, And I'm lucky to be in a position now where I've got a really amazing team that I can rely on to pick up where I'm not good. But in the early days, I did have to wear all those different hats and I had, yeah. I had to do the best that I could do. So I guess if there's anyone listening, because a lot of my audience is a lot of property managers who have gone out on their own or mm. they're in the early stages of setting up their own businesses, what oh is gosh. some of the best advice that you could give somebody going to start their own business? Oh, um, I would say write down what's important to you. Write down what your why is. And I know this sounds really corny. Write down your why. Why are you doing this? What didn't you like about where you have come from or what business you worked in previously? What what has spurred you on to do your own thing? And remember that every day because it will get hard. You will have days where you think, I've done, I've set up this business, I've become like everyone else. You know, it's it's just overwhelming. But you always need to come back to in everything you do, why did I start this business? Why do I think I can do it better than everyone else? What What is my why? And for me, it was, and this might sound, again, this might sound really quaint, but if anyone else gets something from this, that's fine. Um, I just was in a very, in a very male-dominated office and things were done in a certain way that didn't suit everyone and they weren't playing on people's strengths. And as women... As women, we are very, very powerful and we have our own set of skills as women that we bring to the table. We're more, and I say this very generally, I don't want to ostracize anyone, but we tend to be more empathetic. It's fact. So when you're going into listings and people want to deal with women, that is something that we bring to the table that necessarily, not necessarily everyone can. And I think women just need to empower themselves to draw on our skills as women. We bring so much to the table and we can do things incredibly well when we are doing a million other things. But just remember what you are good at and why you started it and bring that every day and build your business from that and go into listings and say, when they ask you, what's your point of difference? Well, I'm me. I am me and no one else is me. No one else can do what I do because there is only one me. So sell that. Um, and I think it's also important when you're starting your business to highlight to new clients, I might be new, but I have all the time in the world. I do not have 300 properties. I do not sell five listings a month. I will give you every minute of every day because I can and because I have to, because I need to prove myself to everyone out there and myself that I can do a good job for you because at the end of the day, it's my name on that front door, no one else's. And I will give you everything. So for me, I still, to this day, even though I've now got a business or we've got now got a business of 170 plus properties, I still go into listings and say, 
I will give you more than any other agent because I can't and I have to. There's been so much talk of stress, overwhelm and burnout in property management lately. Do you want to know how I overcame all of that? Yes, I hit rock bottom multiple times, but I got myself a virtual assistant. Actually, not just one, but three. But I didn't just get any VA, I got a PMVA. What are they? Well, they are the most well-trained in the business. And not only that, you also have a backup VA. So that essentially, your business is never without admin support ever again. And my health, time and business has never looked back. Your PMVA can take care of tasks like rent arrears, lease preparation and renewals, maintenance follow-up, routine inspection bookings, data entry, audits, prospecting, inbox management, and so much more. And the best part of implementing a PMVA in my business was that it freed up my time and my team's time to take care of important things like customer service. What makes me feel so safe is that PMVA is owned by Tiffany Botel, both here and in the Philippines, making my data secure and giving me more control over the VA arrangement. So head to the link in the show notes to book in your discovery call with Lady Boss Tiff. Love that. Love it. That's very powerful. And I love the the point that you made about selling yourself like a woman because yeah. a lot of the trainers in property management, sorry, in the real estate industry are male and they try to train a lot of women how to sell. And no, no offense to them, no, but they, no. Try to, they try to train women to sell like men, but mm. that's not our strength. So um, I think that's a really important point that you have highlighted there. And I think um, that should be an episode I need to bring onto the podcast. <laughs> it's selling like a woman. Selling um, like a woman, selling in heels. <laughs> yes, that's right. Although I, I only wear Ugg boots or Converse. Today I've got Ugg boots on. <laughs> um, now tell me, what do you do for your mindset or your personal development? Have you got Ugh. something that you can share with us? I do. I mean, I, I was thinking about this before. Um, I don't I don't read a lot. I find that, you know, I'm not a reader. And I'm sure there's other people out there that don't. I don't enjoy reading. I lose focus very quickly. Um, I I am very physical. I enjoy physical activity. So every morning I will get up at 6 a.m., sometimes earlier if I'm super keen, and I walk 5Ks. Not saying you have to walk 5Ks in your mindset, but that's just something I do because it gets me out of the house. It's for me. I listen to a podcast. Um, I might just listen to some music. I might put on a podcast about you know, beauty, face, beauty, you know, makeup and beauty because that's something that interests me as well. And it's just mindless and I don't have to think about real estate. Um, So I do that every day. I am also make sure you've got something outside of family, outside of home life and work life that you can, is a hobby essentially. So I, I dance and I have a really amazing group of girls that, you know, I've got friendships with through that. And that's a whole other world, social, you know, and physical um, hobby that I can do outside of real estate um, because it can be very easy to get lost in in business every day and feel like all you have time for is property management um, or running a business. And then I just think just don't feel guilty. Just do something for you every week. Once a week, an hour, 30 minutes, just do something for you, even if it's just sitting there watching Selling Sunset or 
<laughs> or sitting outside in the sun with a coffee. Like just do something for you. You will thank yourself for it. You will feel guilty. You will be thinking about all those things you've got to do, but it's good for you. You just have to do it. Yeah, absolutely. Totally agree. It's really important for public mm. managers and yeah. working mums and business women, all of us yeah. to, you know, put ourselves first for um for for a small period of time um every I would say every day, but at least That's once it. a week minimum. Yeah, absolutely. And the other thing in property management is because, you know, you take it home with you. Whether you're a property manager or a business owner, you don't clock off at 5 or 5.30 and it's done. It follows you. Like phones are constantly on. Everyone is accessible 24-7 and everyone expects you to be accessible to them 24-7. Because I was thinking about this the other day, you know, you might have what, however many number of clients you've got, but you might only speak to that that one client, so that property, maybe, what, four times a year, if not more, amazing. Um, but when you do speak to them that four times a year, they want 100% of you for that time, every time. And then you multiply that by every client you speak to over a whole year and you're giving 110% to every single client every time you speak to them four times a year it's 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 a lot mentally it's a huge burden and you cannot switch off but what i've learned is on my iphone it's very simple i can put my phone in sleep mode i can put it in personal mode and i don't get notifications after a certain time and i control that and i struggle a lot with anxiety so i really found doing that took the anxiety out of looking at my phone after hours, even if I was just scrolling Instagram or whatever I was doing, I didn't have to worry about an email popping up and going, oh my gosh, what is that? Opening it, anxiety. And then I can't sleep and it just, your nervous system shot, everything. So doing that on your phone has really helped me. And then it doesn't switch on again in the morning until 7am. So I have that whole morning where I'm not really looking, not really, very loosely, not really looking at my phone work-related um, although sometimes it does creep in because I just can't help myself. But yeah, I think that that's, that's really helpful too. I think that's great advice. And I'm the same. If I get a message or a text message mm. or an email, I can't help but respond to it. Yeah. Even though I know in my mind, I tell myself I shouldn't respond to it, leave it, go till yeah. tomorrow. Um, but anyway, that is amazing. You've shared some really, um, amazing takeaways and advice. Um, how, how can it, how can anyone who wants to connect with you further um, reach out to you? Uh, yeah, so I mean, I'm everywhere. <laughs> As property managers tend to be, I am all over Instagram, Facebook, um, via email. However, is easiest for people, and obviously via mobile, our website. Um, I do a lot of reels on Instagram. I, again, I don't like to take myself too seriously, so I find that I do a lot of. Um, just mindless Instagram reels when you've got time. <laughs> um, so if anyone's keen to watch a few of those, you can head over to our Instagram page and you can message me on there. That's probably the best way. Amazing. Shelly, thank you so much for joining thank me you. on this episode. I'm really <laughs> grateful for our conversation. And thank you, you for having me. <laughs> been so authentic and genuine and shared Yay. some great advice. And so is your friend there. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Shelly. Thank you. Property inspections, entries, exits, incomings, outgoings, routine inspections, whatever you call them, you have to do them. And I remember when I first started as a property manager, you had to handwrite the reports and take notes on a digital camera, then upload the photo memory card to your computer and hope and pray that they weren't all blurry or your computer had enough memory to store them. 
but gone are those days. Thanks to Inspection Express. Now, Inspection Express is not only the number one tool used by leading property managers across Australia and New Zealand, but the leader in groundbreaking new tech in the industry with the launch of 360 degree virtual tours. Now, virtual tours is upping the ante, giving landlords, owners and directors unparalleled 360 degree virtual access to their properties. So head to the link in the show notes to book in your free demo with Inspection Express. If you love the Property Management Podcast, you've got to check out the PM Collective, hosted by my friend, Ashley Goodchild. She discusses things like how to have awkward conversations about pay rises, um, yes please, how to raise the bar in property management, and why so many people just seem to fall into the industry. You've got to love stories like that. She'll leave you with great advice, actionable steps to take, and let you know that you're not alone in any of the challenges that you face. So be sure to check out the PM Collective wherever you get your podcasts. Can I ask you a quick favor before you leave this episode? Now, we all know how important reviews are for businesses these days, and mine is no different. If you could spare just a minute to follow, rate, and review this podcast, it would mean a lot to me. In fact, what would get me super excited is if you share this podcast with someone in the industry who you think might need to hear some of the episodes right now. And if you'd like to find out more about working with me or any of the products I have to help you start, grow, or scale your property management business, head to my website, thatpropertymum.com.au or check out the links in the show notes.